Hello and welcome to another episode of the Digital Discussions Unfiltered podcast. If you're listening to this for the first time, welcome, lovely to meet you. My name is Lorna Scully and I'm a digital marketing mentor. I essentially work with predominantly product-based businesses to help them grow online, get seen by more people and sell more products and all of that fabulous stuff. And on top of that, I I'm also the host of this incredible podcast where I get to share amazing conversations with amazing people and honestly it's been the best thing I've ever done because learning from some of the people that I get to interview it's just such a joy and today is no different. So today I'm sharing my conversation that I had with the fabulous Stacey McDonald from Darwin and Grey, a brand which I have quite frankly fallen in love with shared multiple times on my own socials my personal socials as well as business bought from her multiple times everybody if you follow me on instagram you will see the don't be a dick hand painted banner made by stacy and she has been one of the top people on my list to interview for the podcast because i think just the way she shows up as herself authentically unapologetically online the beautiful products that she makes I think we can all learn from each other and it's so nice to just get a bit of an insight into a business that you kind of see as being successful and amazing and we all know that it's not all sunshine and rainbows all the time so in this conversation we literally talk about so much stuff from how Darwin and Grace started her journey some of the challenges that she's faced, most specifically Christmas of 2020, which I think we can all agree was a bit of a nightmare anyway. Um, Going on to be, you know, a finalist in a very, very big awards program from the amazing Holly Tucker and so, so much more. And I honestly can't wait for you to listen to this episode. So... As per usual, I'm going to shut up and let you listen. If you do give it a listen, then any shares on socials would be very much appreciated. Please, please tag me. I'm at Lorna Scully UK everywhere. And don't forget to tag Stacey as well. I'm sure she would absolutely love to hear your feedback and everything you've learned from her. So yeah, without further ado, here's my conversation with the fabulous Stacey McDonald. Okay, hello lovely Stacey, how are you? Hello, I'm very well thank you, how are you? I'm good thank you, hold that laughter in because we've just had that conversation. (laughs) (laughs) I can't help myself. absolutely buzzing that you're on the podcast, I honestly cannot tell you how you've been I wrote a list right of people that I really wanted to talk to on the podcast and I think you've been number one not to put anybody else out of, <laughs> out of, out of the loop right now because if I send you a message asking you to be on the podcast please say yes but yeah, say yes. yeah just say yes please yeah, um yes. you have literally been top spot for well I mean the podcast has been only been around for eight months and you've probably been spot I'll number one for... I'll take eight months at number one I'm fine with Got that on. thank you and although I've just realised that nobody's going to be able to see us, but only hear us, have you spotted what's in the, the background? I have, there's a banner. I mean, I've got one here too. Can you see that one? 
<laughs> of course so, I've got one. Obviously, I bet your house is covered with them. Yeah, what you can't see, obviously we're on camera, so each other chatting. Mm. What you can't see is literally like here, just off camera, is just piles of banners like waiting for different jobs. Yeah, <laughs> so it's a bit hectic at the minute. Is there, has there any ever been any point where you've like slept with them though? Like yep. they've been the other half of the bed. Oh wow. Oh my god. Yeah. So this behind my bed behind me is quite literally like my desk. And the <gasps> worst thing, I've woken up with a pair of scissors next to me before. <gasps> yeah. That was a Christmas season getting ready for events. And I woke up and um from like trimming banners the night before, they were literally next to me and I was like, okay. I need to reassess my life right now. Something needs to change, I think. Yeah, yeah, just a bit, just a bit. Cool. So before we get into the conversation, because I do constantly have to remind myself that this is a businessy marketing podcast and not just to have casual chit chats with people. Um, I like to challenge all of my guests to describe themselves and to introduce themselves as a person, because, you know, as, as small businesses, we have a tendency to tell people about what we do as a job but we are human beings as well. But I like to do it with a bit of a twist and challenge you to do it within 30 seconds or less. Okay. I did just make you aware, but I do actually genuinely (laughs) have a stopwatch. So It's fine. I've I've got this. I've got this. I'm really competitive with myself. So there's some serious confidence there. Right. Are you ready? Yes. Go. I am Stacey Gray McDonald and I am the Gray in Darwin and Gray. Darwin is my cock spaniel. Natural born creative. I love to draw, I love to paint. I actually have a master's degree in design as well. And yeah, through a series of fortunate events, I get to do what I love as a job. That's me. Amazing. 22 seconds. Nailed it. Yeah. Crushed it. I don't really have much interesting things about myself, to be honest. I, think I, am, I am very guilty of when people say like, oh, what do you like to do? I'm like, I like to paint banners. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> it's so funny. I don't know about, so I had this whole conversation a while ago because somebody was quizzing me about the fact that I'm single and they were like, well, what do you do when, like, if you're on, have you ever used dating apps? And I'm like, it's the worst thing for me because obviously guys are like, so what do you do when you're not working? And I'm like, um, are we going there are we going there for a split second shall we go there I don't, like, I don't know what that me, is I don't know what not working is what, what do I, you do? Um, I've only ever used a dating app once <laughs> it was last year when we went in the first lockdown oh god and I had like I had to I ended up coming off of it pretty quick because I had like huge kind of fear of people asking me what I did and literally not having an answer and then just giving them my Instagram and being like this is what I do and then they'd see me chatting away to myself on my stories and being like I'm not interested in that so yeah it was a very brief a very brief encounter with dating apps because of that so yeah I'm in that boat as well don't worry it's so funny but it's so awkward because they're like but but what do you do when you're not working and I'm like but I'm never not working like what what are you expecting me to ask answer to that I don't trying to come up with something really quick at the time being like well I'm dead interesting and it's like mm, yeah okay <laughs> anyway dating aside not, yeah we won't, we, won't, we won't go there let's leave oh, that God, alone. No. thank you um so obviously you are the founder and amazing human behind Darwin and Gray which Whoa. I don't think is any 
surprise to anybody who listens to this or follows me. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned you in quite a few episodes and on my grid as well. I bloody love your products. Thank you. Just they just feel good, aren't they? And I think when you see something and you can relate to it, like when I saw the Don't Be a Dick banner, I it's got to the point where if somebody says something to me, whether I'm on the camera or anything, I'll just hold it up. Like, I just, no words, just, yeah. just read it. Yeah, chat. completely just agree. Chat. Yeah, it's so funny because that banner in particular, the reason that banner came to be is um, I've done a little bit of guest speaking at events and like held my own events as well. And you can guarantee whatever situation I'm in where I have to kind of public speak, don't be a dick, we'll, we'll somewhere slide into it. <laughs> somewhere I will say um because it's just my attitude towards business like number one rule don't be a dick because people you are your brand and people associate with that so yeah that's where that panic come to be so I'm glad you relate to it as well I mean I feel like that's just summed up I don't feel like we need to do the rest of the episode just know, there's don't... your piece of advice just, <laughs> just don't be a dick <laughs> tick <laughs> okay so let's talk about business so how how did Darwin and Gray come to be? What, where did it all kind of start? Was it, you know, have you always been this creative and always knew, known that you wanted to kind of work for yourself and do this kind of thing? Um, I've always been creative since being a kid. So like my parents have all kinds of things from when I was little that I made and drew. And, and it's not just been that I've always loved to draw. It's I've loved to physically make things. So then I did all kind of the typical GCSE, A-level and stuff in art. Um, and then, yeah, basically I went on to university and it was actually the summer leading up to starting university that I was in a really like reclusive phase. So I got addicted to Pinterest and tried a DIY screen printing tutorial and it it was awful. It failed so miserably. So my mum was just like, why don't you paint this cushion instead of screen printing it? So I was like, yeah, OK, I'll give it a go. And it was this little cushion with an S on and that become kind of the base I guess um for the business and it was completely unintentional like I just sold them whilst it saw me through all my time at university so I did three years illustration and then went on to do a master's degree in design of which I'd actually kept this little hobby a secret the entire way through university and just did my course alongside it and then when I got to the end like of my course I was just basically like well I, I do this and I really enjoy it and they went right study that so I actually did my master's degree on Darwin and Gray and did the branding and figured all of that out. And yeah, I mean, to be honest, even when I graduated with it, I carried on in like retail as my job. I thought I was going to go down like a career path in that and become a store manager at Meadow Hall Shopping Centre. And yeah, just didn't really expect it. And then took a complete leap of faith in the summer of 20... 18? I think no pressure. I know, I know, oh my god. Um I, t- I took a leap of faith a few years ago. And um yeah, went into Good dodge. Thank you, thank you. Um <laughs> and into it full time. And honestly, when I made that jump into it full time, I didn't really earn any money from it, truth be told. And it was more so the relationship I was in at the time, I was having to travel kind of far for it and it just didn't work to be in the career I was in so I was like right sod it if I want this relationship to work and it didn't end up working out in the end but if I want it to work I need to make the decision took the leap and then that was October and a month later I launched Twas the Night and it was kind of no looking back 
from that. Oh, Twas the Night is like the OG. I know, I know. It's so, I love that banner so much. I'm I'm so grateful to that banner. Not even, don't get me wrong, like there's so many other designs and stuff that have, have done well and I'm, I'm amazed by it. But I think Twas the Night more than anything, it was the biggest confidence booster that I needed to be like, no, this this business, at the time it didn't feel like a business, but like this thing that you're doing actually has legs to, to be something. Um, you just you just need to work at it. So yeah, love that banner. Love that banner. It's a beautiful banner. So Thanks. you're allowed to. It is an OG as well. And so Literally. when you were kind of doing it all at uni and obviously kind of keeping it a little bit secret, like where, how were you selling things? Was it a case of like Facebook? Uh, Etsy. 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 Yeah, so on Etsy and actually the year that I studied my master's, which I've spoken about before, but not not in detail, I Fortunately, I, w- I was in New York for something and um, I actually got to visit Etsy headquarters. And wow. they were, at the time, I didn't um, I didn't associate myself with my business. And it was actually the two women that I sat down with and they assessed all of like my business and stuff, what I'd, I'd set up, like my Etsy shop. And it was actually them two women that were like, we've now met you and we have bought into what you do because of you. So they were the people that were like, you need to be more present. And then ever since then, I've literally just ran with that idea and thought, yeah, like people buy from people. If they like something, they'll buy it too, but they do buy from people. And I'm a chatterbox anyway. So being present with my business, like simultaneously, I think kind of works in Darwin Gray's favour. Yeah, 100%. And I think like one of the questions that I wrote down that I wanted to ask you is that from the outside looking in, obviously you've got over 20k followers on Instagram now and from the outside looking in it looks like they're real kind of dedicated raving fans of everything Darwin and Gray like every time you launch something and say you know there's a sale on it feels like the most busiest place ever and I I don't know if that's you know misconstrued because I'm I don't know what's going on but is that the case and do you think that you know, talking about being present and showing your face, do you think that's been one of the factors as to why that's happened? Honestly, it blows my mind. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> I get like overwhelmed by it a bit when I give it a lot of thought. And I think even more so, you know, like when you upload a story and you're chatting away and then you see that there's actually people viewing it and you're like, oh God. Um, but no, it's, I think I'm the first person to stand up and say for anybody, whether you've got um, a bigger following, a smaller following, whoever you are, whatever you're doing, um, don't be fooled by numbers. I think that is something that is really crucial. Um, I feel incredibly fortunate to be in the position that I'm in, that I do have loyal people. I don't know why, but I'm not going to complain. But um, I do think it's so important to not get carried away looking at businesses that you feel are like I guess more established um because it's not what it's all it's not always what like I think what it looks like yeah yeah we always say don't we Instagram is the ideal like we upload our our prime like our peak moments to Instagram so it's easy to get carried away with that but that's not saying that it's not doing really well because it is like touch wood it carries on to do really well um (laughs) But yeah, it's just one of those where I have found a lot of my following um, are actually other small businesses, which I find really rewarding. I know over time I've kind of shared a lot, especially to do with visual merchandising and building 
to best like represent your brand because that's my background in retail is visual merchandising and something I feel really passionate about so I feel really grateful that I have a lot of small business followers um but yeah I think I don't know it's just one of those where don't always read into it but I do have a lot of loyal people that I will be eternally and forever grateful for and do you, do you kind of feel like by showing your face and kind of saying actually that it's me that's oh, doing gosh, it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind I of think, better relationships. Yeah, well, you more it's it's just personal, isn't it? And yeah, it's. I mean, the one thing what I will say about running a small business, whether it's a creative business, just um, like an independent coffee shop, just anything like that, um, it's like I said earlier, people buy from people. But I think also now because of technology because of the news because of like this whole wave of like influences that come through um we don't buy bullshit as much as we used to so like people yeah. are, they're looking into like ads and sponsored posts and they're not being kind of um I don't know like misled anymore and people can really recognize passion and if your passion isn't there then people don't generally want to support you and that's one thing that I think anyone that meets me tells pretty quickly like I'm so passionate about what I do and I absolutely love what I do and yeah I think people want to support that so being present and actually sharing your journey talking about things talking about highs and lows even even though sometimes you will get people that go why is she sharing that like she's oversharing a little I do think it, it just adds like a different layer also you can't always go to your friends and family to talk about it yeah. so being on social media around like-minded people it really benefits you to be able to get that kind of point of contact with people that actually know what you're going through um, and can offer advice. So. Yeah, that I think I can totally agree. That's totally invaluable. Invaluable because I've um, there was somebody on the podcast before that we were talking about friends and family, and you know I've got some of my best friends are just full time employed, and they just don't get it. Like they yeah. don't understand the the challenge of you know a late invoice or terrible client are really like and they just can't relate so you're absolutely right kind of building those yeah. relationships to just get it it's just yeah it's I just mean not... you find people online genuinely that I've, I've got some some friends that I've met mostly through events actually I physically met them in person but also just online that tr- I wish they'd been in my life right from the start like mm. genuinely do because they've helped me through some really awful periods that yeah like you said you can't always go to friends and family and be like Da, 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 about your business because they'll just be like chin up <laughs> you know? yeah. and you're like oh wonderful that's not, that's not what I need I need some like I need someone to I mean to be fair voice notes have become my favorite thing and like 11 o'clock at night I will send voice notes to people be like oh for god's sake da, 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 and talking about whatever's annoyed me that day and then they'll just get back to me the next day being like, Stacey, it was like half past 11 at night and you're you're complaining about the Royal Mail or some like a delayed parcel or whatever. And I'm, yeah, no shame. No shame. Fair dues. I don't, I don't see anything wrong with it. And <laughs> I mean, you've been, from my memory, you've been relatively open when, when we're talking about kind of things like Instagram stories. You know, I've seen a couple of times where, you know, you've openly shared about you're having a tough time and yeah you know I think from memory Christmas was probably like the biggest one that I remember saying you know yeah. if you've got a lost parcel you know we, we all have to remember that human beings are behind that and do you think that opening up and you know one I, I actually bought a Christmas present from you and it turned up 
extremely late and I was like I left it I think like 10 days and I I felt bad emailing you oh, bless saying, you, no. how, how long do I leave it yeah because... I mean to be fair it was so bad before Christmas yeah yeah but I think for me personally like, I'm quite an empathetic person so I'm like yeah it's not her fault you know these things happen and we're in a friggin pandemic for god's sake like have some element of sympathy and some understanding yeah but it felt like you know when you came on stories and was like look there's not really a lot I can do I just totally empathized and I was like there is literally fuck all you can do mm-hmm. so do you think that kind of like showing up and being a bit like that did it was there a bit of a divide with like did it piss some people off and then kind of help some people or not so much so it's oh god yeah I think across the board name me one small business that didn't suffer to some degree like throughout the whole of 2020 to be fair but particularly at Christmas like the impact of with the delays of parcels was just phenomenal and it's it's the first proper time I want to go as far as saying I got hate mail and I was like what the hell and yeah I got told like I can't run a business professionally um there was so much to it that I won't go into but um yeah it was one of those where when I'd upload stories basically addressing it just to be like right I'll give you all a heads up and if you manage to catch this story obviously and it and it is linked to something you're you're currently experiencing I'm really sorry but then you'd get people I say people there was only about two people with this where they'd then email being like you've got time to go on Instagram but you've not emailed me back yet and as somebody that yeah um as someone that I mean granted my parents and my sister helped me a, a lot but I am a one woman band for the most part, especially when it comes to anything behind the scenes to literally spend, I'm not like getting my tiny violin out here, but like to spend the whole day working my absolute arse off. And I'm talking, I was going to bed at like 3am and then getting up at like 7am and just constant for like that final month of Christmas that to then open that email. Most of the time, if like anyone emailed me, they'd see a lot of their replies would be at like 11 o'clock at night because I'd be doing it in bed before I went to sleep that then to me it's just soul destroying <laughs> you're just like oh yeah. god but that is why I've just had my digital detox so yay I feel totally um refreshed and ready for 2021 so <laughs> yeah oh god yeah Christmas was a so bit let's, let's talk rocky. about that because I think yeah. that is that is a big thing we talked about it before I hit record but you know um we were talking about screen time I'm absolutely not sharing what my average screen time is because it's you sure? You sure you don't, you sure you don't want to disgusting no nope. no not doing it um <laughs> so what was the reason for the digital detox and and kind of what what have you learned from it and what's kind of been the best part and are you excited about coming back the biggest <laughs> I, guess, I guess the easiest way to put it is um down and gray has grown a lot quicker and a lot bigger than I had ever predicted um, and at the moment I'm still doing it all by myself especially whilst we still navigate kind of COVID and stuff so there was a lot of things I need to kind of bring into place behind the scenes to do with accounting to do with how the actual business runs I'm having to design a whole new website to launch in a few weeks like there's just a lot going on there's a lot and I knew it was coming for me and obviously over Christmas, I'm grateful that I didn't have to do all this over Christmas because I just wouldn't have been able to. So everything's fallen in line perfectly. But yeah, I just needed to disappear and not be consumed by social media and sales and so on. And don't get me wrong, like I did a big 
like campaign just after Christmas. So I've had a lot of work that's kept me busy through January, including bespoke stuff, glassware, all kinds of things. So I have been working behind the scenes. But yeah, I just needed some time away. And it's the first time I've done Down and Grey now about eight years, about seven years of that on social media. It's the first time ever that I've taken a break and it has been amazing but I am so excited to get back like I have I've missed Instagram so much it's so sad <laughs> but I've missed it it's creative isn't it you're creating visuals yeah. and you're building this like I guess storybook I see I see Instagram as like a diary and to not have that I'd be lying if I said I've not been planning all my content though so I've still be capturing photos all the time so okay. now I'm in a better position because I've actually got I think I've got about three nearly four weeks worth of content so when I come back, I can continue offline and just so kind of... So before your digital detox, did you not plan out your content? Not really, no. No. It's, I'm very... I'm such an opportunist when it comes to capturing content and photography. And I just think I'm always a very in-the-moment person. So if I plan content, I'll then look at it a few days later and go, nah, I don't, I don't like that anymore. So I am normally in the moment. However, I'm doing it now. I'm being a, I'm being better to myself and I'm trying to be more of a planner as that is in I've got like three advisors in my life and all three of them together have basically all said you need to plan better so that I don't burn myself out so I'm trying I'm trying it's all anybody can do is try isn't it there we go and, and I, I kind of wrote down a question because I'm I'm honestly fascinated because it kind of boggles me so your kind of shopping process in terms of how you launch and when you release new products and all of that kind of stuff you saying you're not a planner it kind of makes a little bit more sense already but, but, but. <laughs> so my background is e-commerce and marketing but in yeah. big corporates so for me you know a website is there it's mm-hmm. constantly there it's constantly open and you work around other things so if the demand is stupidly high then we would just generally increase kind of delivery times yeah that's not how darwin and gray works so Ooh. what what is the what's the logic what's the reasoning behind how you kind of operate in terms of launching something everybody goes nuts buys everything that you've ever made and then you close the website what's what's the logic what's the thought process behind that I would love to tell you that there is some (laughs) (laughs) that there is some incredible plan and that I have worked on this so tirelessly but honestly and I, I hate to say it because I know this isn't helpful for people but this is quite literally I feel so lucky and I'm I'm just one of those people that my brain I mean you'll probably learn this from from this podcast to be fair I'm, I'm being quite well behaved but my brain is normally like five conversations ahead already I'm just a very like frantic kind of person and that goes into my work as well so I'll come up with things literally within a few days I'll get a screen I'll make a screen for it and I'll screen print it turn it into a banner and then I'll have like one of that banner and I'll be like let's launch it and then it's like, oh, shit, okay, now I need to make 10 of those. Or, <laughs> But then that's what works in my favour is what has worked up until this point. Again, this gets back to my like planning for 2021. So up until okay. this point, nearly everything with Darling Grey is made to order. So when orders have been placed on the website, I then and this frantic little person behind the scenes trying to make that screen print it, sew it, iron it, so on. 
Whereas the past month, I've actually got all of my existing designs now in stock, um, like decent stock of everything. Because um, I mean, towards the night, like I'd have to release in batches and then I'd work really hard. And it was always this batch structure that that's what has burnt me out. So that's been the previous kind of plan. And granted, I'm not going to be changing. Like I will continue. I mean, I uploaded to Instagram this morning announcing my, um, this is for, this one's for the ladies collection. I literally, came, I, I posted it, signed back out into my digital, digital detox and I came up with an idea as soon as I come off. So that's being made into a screen tomorrow. And so I'm that kind of person and I won't change that, but having more stock behind me works in my favor. But then the other thing what I've got is because obviously I make absolutely everything by hand, um, mm. something that I do feel, oh, I, I don't know how it works, honestly. Um, but I save up everything that's got a little bit of an error and I do sample sales. So I do them, last year I did three, but normally I do two a year. And they are the things that I know, you're just talking about like the launches and stuff. It, the response to those are always so amazing. And I always give myself to say that I'm naturally such an anxious person. This business model is not the best for an anxious person because you're just fueling it. But yeah, I just, I continuously do it. But those sample sales are just things I save up, upload them all in one big go. And because people, I assume, because people know that they can't always like actively purchase what they want from Darwin and Gray because we haven't got the stock, they know that with the sample sale, that is that is on the shelf, that is coming out to you within the next few days. And mm. people seem to admire that more. Um, so yeah, I wish I had a big plan that I could give you an insight into. But honestly, I am completely winging it. And so far... So good. It's working. It's going. It's going all right. Yeah. I was just. Kind of. I don't. I don't know what it is. It's just always really intrigued me because I think, and I can only assume it comes. It's because of me and my background that I'm like. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And I guess, like putting my logical hat on, it makes sense with the whole kind of in stock or made to order thing. And that's kind of that does make a lot of sense. It's I'm just. A, I feel I'm. I'm very low risk. Like that's it almost feels finger. like you're making yourself oh my gosh, be yeah. on a roller coaster. Emotional roller coaster for sure. But it's you have to look at it from the sense of which I'm sure so many people will be able to relate to, especially if they make everything themselves. Is yeah. that um say I've got five designs lined up, I can put money on the design that I love will do shit. No <laughs> one wants it, no one's interested. Always I, might, the way. I might sell one or two and that'll be it. Whereas the design, what's like an underdog that I'm like, mm, we'll try it, does really well. So for me, I've always been, because I, I, at the moment, I still live with my parents and um, house hunting this year. Yay. Um, <laughs> but I know, adulting. But um, it's because I'm in their house and I'm still running the business out of their house. I've got my bedroom and I've got a spare room. Because of that, I can't hold stock. Yeah. So that's the position I'm in. I don't have storage. So I can't, this has been the first time ever that I've, I've made stock in advance, but I can't physically hold stock. So that's yeah. kind of contributes as to why I do things the way that I do them. But it also kind of comes to, as that realisation of, I've, I've just finished up a, a group programme with a bunch of ladies and there was one lady on there who sells uh, sensory toys for yeah. babies. And she was getting to the point where there was like a, almost an overwhelm of people forgetting that she is one person. Yeah. And it was about kind of creating content. And she started posting. She packs all of her orders in her garage. And her garage is 
overflowing that's not even an exaggeration of stock and I was just it just baffles me that people forget that there's human beings behind these brands and it might be I kind of I guess it kind of goes back to that whole you know the numbers are the the highlight aren't they you know we see 20,000 followers I've got a friend who's got 180,000 followers and you know she's still not kind of making enough money to support herself and lives at home and it's those things that I think general Joe blogs everyday people customers seem to forget so I think that's we're not going to like bash people obviously but like the big dogs of the internet let's say not naming any names but when a parcel can get to you next day yeah the association with delivery especially because people are at home more often than they were before that kind of desire to get it straight away I'm guilty of it I ordered I ordered a coat and it took like two and a half weeks to get here and I was like whoa no 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 where is my order (laughs) where is my coat whereas like for me boxing day when I opened I did a glassware launch and they were due the first week of January with me I didn't get them till last Friday and that was like with all the border situation and everything that they didn't they didn't get here so I had to send all these emails out to everyone being like "I'm I'm so sorry and people thank god have been so understanding but it's that kind of thing where I'm not going to sit here and put my parents' house all over the internet to make to showcase as as open as I am. I also I do have my boundaries, and I'm obviously not going to showcase how we filled the dining room and the staircase and the back room and my parents' room and all these different things with stock when we're in like a peak season. And I'm very grateful that they've not kicked me out. So <laughs> I know I'm like thanks, mum and dad, if you're listening. Shout out to my mum and dad. But it's just that where it's kind of like you do what you need to do, but there does there does come a point. But yeah, for the most part, people are very understanding that it is a one a one man band or that you're doing it out of your house. But there are moments where expectations are a little yeah, stressful, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, I can only imagine to be fair. I don't I've got a lot of time and empathy for people like you because I don't think I would be able to handle it. I'd just be like, Oh, do you know what? Just fuck this like I'm I'm done like yeah that's why I have banners that say like piss off I'm busy and (laughs) (laughs) it's basically me talking to myself I mean I've done a new one that I uploaded today and that's as tired as fuck because that sums up (laughs) my entire my entire mood of 2021 so far god we're only a month in I know my god I know Oh, it'll be fine. I'm not even on social media either. It's it's just yeah, it's gonna go downhill. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. No, it's not. It's going to be absolutely it's up, fine. all the way up. Yeah. All the way up. There we go. Um and so obviously we've briefly touched on kind of glassware not being delivered on time, Aggie customers and delivery. What would you say in your many years now, technically, of running Darwin? I know Brain, like eight years now, coming into nine. How does it feel, firstly? Uh, <laughs> moving it, on quick move on move on <laughs> honestly it makes me dead emotional when I give it thought because I never thought it was going to be a business and it wasn't on, until truthfully it wasn't until like the start of 2020 that it kind of hit me that I was like oh this is a business okay this is yeah so yeah it makes me a bit emotional but yeah that's crazy, oh. but it's also like you should be incredibly proud. 
Oh gosh, yeah, I am. I, I shared something actually back in December. This is going on a tangent, sorry, but back in December, um, shout out to the BBC. They come and interviewed me, and it was on our local news, like East Midlands News. And my secondary school teacher watched it and found me online and sent me the nicest email. And um, I had I a bit saw of a, that. Yeah, so I had like a bit of a rocky time towards the end of school. And um, I didn't really attend school very much, which we won't go into. And yeah, she was my personal tutor all the way through school. And she was my art teacher as well. And she sent me the nicest email basically being like, what the hell? And that was this like train kind of hitting me of like, I have come a long way. Okay. So yeah. Anyway. (laughs) That's amazing. That's so lovely though. Yeah. And it's 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 always those things from like, way back when like I bumped into my graphics teacher at the co-op once and he was like what are you doing with yourself now and I was like well you know you know and you don't really like I don't know what to say he was like do do you want to come into the school and do a talk and I was like yes how good is that where you get to do that kind of stuff oh yeah do you know what I feel like I should still be at school (laughs) oh my god yeah I had to go back to university and do some talks and I mean I've got a big thing about I really love I actually really love teaching um, and I love talking about things and like, I want to do something with that in the future. But going back to university and actually being like, look what I did was I a did very, this. it was a very Me. proud moment. Do you know what I do love though? My, do you know you kind of like overhear your, your parents for your neighbours or like in the supermarket or whatever? Yes. You, hear, you hear your parents being like, oh, Stacey's doing this now or whatever. And I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> So those things that they would never say to you but when they're talking to other people they're like oh my daughter is amazing and you're like yes yes I am thank you very much yeah (laughs) yeah oh bless them yeah I can't even remember what question I was if I say something to my mum when I come off this and I'm like I mentioned you she'll be like literally on your Instagram daily waiting for you to upload this being like what does she say what does she say about me anyway (laughs) <laughs> hey Stacey's mum how are we <laughs> hello mother <laughs> um okay so I can't remember what the question was um oh so we've covered no right so we've covered delivery and challenging customers and all that kind of stuff what mm-hmm. would you say your many years that's where we were oh there we were we, sorry that's where we we go. um and your many years of running Darwin and Grey have been your biggest challenges oh um I've got a couple, I guess. One was when I'd hit that point where I quit my job. Yeah, that was a rocky one because I was a full-time store manager and a part-time visual merchandise. So being my store manager was like a lot of hours. Part-time visual merchandiser for a cosmetic company and I did down and ground the side and I was just rushing, 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 like didn't really give myself a second. And then I, I finally went on holiday and I cried for like the whole first day. And I was in like this, look, I was in Mykonos and it was gorgeous. And I just, I got so upset. I was just like, I am just knackered. Um, mm. And two weeks after I come home, I, I handed my notice in and was like, I don't need this right now. Like I still live at home with my parents. I don't have children. I don't have these bills that I need to pay. And so like, I just need to figure my stuff out. But taking that leap, and I think I mentioned it right at the start when I did do that leap, like Darwin and Gray basically made me no money. So it was suddenly like I'd gone from right through from 
doing my A-levels, I've always had two to three jobs. So I went from having like an income to to nothing, um, like literally nothing. And it was, yeah, I just felt so lost. Um, then fast I think a lot of people can relate to that because rightly or wrongly, I don't even know if I want to share this, but I'm probably in the same position yeah. right, right now. Yeah. Because, you know, I think there comes a point where you have this realisation and you kind of take a step back and go, do you know what? It's just not fucking worth it. It's sink or swim. That's that's my thing. It's a sink or swim moment. And um, I remember at the time, actually, I'd put a story out there and I was like, if it's not now, like, it's probably going to be never kind of attitude. And yeah, I'm so grateful that I did. And it's funny because you get, you hear these things or you read these blogs and so on and they're like, you need to put more time in this and it'll work out. It doesn't always work out. Like, there's no one rule fits all. You've just got to kind of figure it out for yourself. And yeah, it's it's definitely a sink or swim moment that is terrifying, absolutely terrifying. Um, but that was kind of like the first blip. And then a year later, I know I've spoken about this online, so I don't mind. Um, I had like a really bad time, personally. This was summer of 2019. And I just, yeah, I dipped tremendously. And I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like Darwin and Grey was mine. It was really weird, this like kind of state of mind that I was in, that I didn't really feel like I'd got any worth and that I, I just needed to give up. And it was like three, four months after kind of working through that um, phase that I was in, because I just call it like a chapter that I was in now. Like I look back like it's a different person that I was able then to be like, no, you're bloody great like at painting. Keep doing what you're doing, Stace. Keep working hard and you'll get there. And that I think is one of the biggest things what I would say to anyone like life is shit I mean 2020 has proven that tremendously to everybody life life that's kind of like the ultimate yeah (laughs) Ultimate. and it's just that way you have to kind of realize no matter what crap comes your way as long as you truly love what you do and you feel really passionate about what you do it will work out it's just you need to power through those and I think that's kind of the biggest hurdle what I still I still face it with Down and Gray now. It's that line of personal and professional of yeah. how do you separate them? Because quite frankly, I mean, we've said about how present I am with Down and Gray, that we are we're two peas in a pod. Like we're literally two of the same. And I don't want to separate that off. But it is that kind of thing of like you have to face those kind of challenges. So yeah, they're kind of the bigger hurdles. Other than that, it's just figuring stuff out as it comes to you, I guess. Which I think, you know, we all bloody get. It turns something turns up and you just kind of have to deal with deal it. With it mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously from the kind of I guess we can say negative, but not really yeah. negative. They're lessons, so they're all right. To the very bloody highs. So hey. let's talk about the independent awards with Miss Finalist. Yay! That would be great. Yeah. How mad was that? That was it. I mean, it looked friggin' incredible. So, how did that? How did that happen? Did somebody else nominate you? Did honestly? Um, I don't hundred percent know, but basically, I remember seeing the post on Holly Tucker's Instagram, and she asked for small businesses to be nominated, and I actually nominated a bunch of people in it myself. And the funny thing is, I haven't spoken about this. And um, the funny thing is, she'd emailed me, or one of her team had emailed me, saying like you're a nominee you're you've been shortlisted yay and it was in my spam um 
So I hadn't seen it. No word of lie. This is a God's honest truth answer. I was on FaceTime to my sister. Holly Tucker drops down from the top as a notification on Instagram. And I was like, Kelly, I'll, I'll, I'll call you back. And looked and it was Holly basically being like, um, we've emailed you. Like, can you let me know if you've got it? And if not, I'll email you again. And it was just basically saying that I've been shortlisted. And I think her team had kind of like narrowed down the nominees, but there was like over 50,000 nominees for it. So I got Whoa. down, yeah, I got down into the final 118. And then from the 118, it went to a public vote and a judging panel. And she did an Instagram live to announce the finalists. And I've literally got a photo. I'm sat on the floor tying banners and I've got her like playing on my iPad here. And she like said one or two people. And then she was like, Stacey of Down and Grey. And I sobbed. Oh. I cried. I cried, Matt, because I my category I was in was the modern crafter and I know everyone says it but truly when I saw the category once it had been released I was completely defeatist and was like not a chance bye this has been lovely thanks for having me but these people are so incredibly talented no so to find out that we'd made the final was very emotional and don't get me wrong gutted absolutely gutted that I didn't make it to the end and Oh, is what it is but I am so it was such a personal achievement to be like recognized by peers but also to be considered you're good at what you do like to have that kind of confirmation and validation um and that's all it is isn't it's it so I guess. Good. it's just an external kind of validation the back. yeah and talking about you know you kind of saying you went through that kind of chapter where you were like no not good enough like not cool like I'm you know, yeah. and you powered through that to now get so many hundreds of thousands of people say, actually, no, mate, you're you're doing all right. Yeah, it's um, oh, it was so good. Like I was, yeah, it feels like a bit of a um. I actually felt like I'm on X Factor to be honest with you. It felt, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like it felt like one of those kind of TV shows. I was so emotional, like so emotional, and um. I'm good friends with Jack Laverick who he won the like second place for his category he makes ceramics and I called him like the day after and was like oh my god you so if you came second you got five grand and if you come first you got ten and Jeez. yeah so it was like a really it was a really big deal um and I was so tough for him but I like called him and I was like what the fuck like we made the fine I mean like what the fuck for him but I was like what the fuck we made the final of like all these people and yeah amazing absolutely and especially not to go on about too much and mention the c word too often but after the year that covid brought us all to have that lovely kind of pat on the back and just positive window of time um it was amazing that's so good and do you think that it's had any kind of knock-on impact in terms of business did it you know that that's some pretty big awareness just for the name Darwin and Gray, if nothing else. See, I don't know this because I'm, I don't, I'm not entirely sure because I wouldn't say it. The awards themselves were like right in the thick of December, yeah. so I think it probably gave me exposure. But regarding like actual customers or clients or anything, it was right in the thick of like almost I guess like the end of the season for me. But yeah, of course, I think naturally it gives you. It gives you exposure to be involved in something like that. So yeah, very very chuffed. Such an achievement! Bloody bloody well done. Thank you very much. 
<laughs> and I've just noticed the time and I feel like we could talk for hours. Oh gosh, yeah. I, I don't want to take up all your time. So I guess I've got a last few questions. Go on. Firstly, what are we going to do like fire round? We're going to do like quick fire. If you want. Yeah, come on. Oh god, I haven't got that many. Okay, um, okay. <laughs> Firstly, what's next for Darwin and Grey? Oh, I want to tell you so bad. Ah, I thought I was going to be able to catch you out and you'd be like, yeah, well, we've got this, we've got this. and <laughs> um, I'd love to tell you one thing, but I really can't. Um, there's something, there's a whole new category coming at the end of the year. Oh, I mean, I'll take that. I'll have that. Yeah, and that. very proud. But there's collaborations coming this year that I'm already kind of in the mix of. Um, there's new products. There's a lot more glassware. The glassware proved to be really popular last year. And just a lot more fun, motivating, inspiring banners and prints and words of encouragement that I think we all probably need this year. Including don't be a dick. Including don't be a dick. <laughs> what one bit or three bits, up, up to three bits of advice would you give somebody that is, in fact, no, let's change that. What okay. would you tell Stacey, who sat in her uni room, knowing what you know now? Ugh. Honestly, I wish I could just kind of tell her, like, do you know Darwin and Grey? Do you know them banners that you paint? Yeah, you know them things. You're going to actually make right. You're actually going to make a business with that. And, yeah, like, it's actually going to take... Because I think a lot of the self-doubt at that particular time, if I just had someone to say to me, it's going to be an adventure, you've got a lot to figure out, but you are going to be able to do this full-time... I think it would have saved me a lot of stress and concern. So, yeah, that would be a key thing. Bit of a confidence thing. Oh, yeah, massive. I think that's the thing. What's really interesting, you know, this is a few people have said this to me, that, you know, once you get to know me personally, away from Darwin and Grey, um, it's really, in particular, like, I, I've just got like, one person in my head who said it to me in particular that I remember coming home and I got really emotional about it and was like, oh, shit, okay. She said to me, basically, that I have a very confident, kind of persona and that that's what I come across like online but when you get to know me personally I'm, I'm quite literally the opposite so yeah it's um just a massive confidence booster that I wish I could give Stace of like 2015 2014. Amazing yeah. and last but not least because I think it's a really subjective thing and you know we've touched on it at the beginning about we shouldn't compare to people that look like they're doing really well online yeah what what does success look like to you? What is success? Is it, you know, you're buying an island in the Bahamas? Is it... Oh, that'd be nice. every day? Is oh, it, I'd you know, I think, I think success is just so subjective. So it's just, it's nice to know. I think my kind of understanding of success will differ on a daily basis, like depending on what my mood is. But right now, it kind of come down to, it comes down to like my independence. And the fact that I guess the success of Darwin Gray is something that gives me, I no longer say that it gives me purpose because I feel like I've got so much more purpose because that, that was something that I like heavily kind of was stuck with. Um, but it definitely gives me my independence. I don't have to rely on other people. And that's something that, yeah, I'd love for that to continue in the future that I can always kind of support myself and put myself first. Also, I really want to employ my sister and my mum. So love that yeah that's kind of again mum if you're listening 
hello um but yeah i really i i really they've wanted to kind of come on board for a few years now and i've just been keeping my head down and just trying to focus on other things but yeah i think this idea of i used to work for a family run business where they had all their family and friends in and it was such a lovely environment that i'd, I'd love to be able to see that for down and gray amazing that's so lovely i couldn't think of anything worse than working with my mother so no way I- yeah, we just we she I know she listens to these as well, but we just totally butt heads. Hi, there is no, um, um, how are we? <laughs> um, no, that's yeah. Hopefully, fingers crossed, it's coming. Yeah. I know it's coming. I just don't know when that's going to be. But yeah, that is the big thing that I see this future of us all in a space working on Down and Grey. So nice. Keep it in the family. Love it. Yeah. Well, for anybody that's listening that, heaven forbid, doesn't already bloody follow you, which you deserve a slap on the wrist, where can people find you? How can they buy your products? All of that kind of jazz. What's So Instagram is the best place for me. So I'm at Darwin and Grey, and that's Grey spelt with an A. So autocorrect hates my business. Um, and yeah, it's www.darwinandgrey.com as well amazing thank you so much for your time Stacey thank Honestly, you for having me one of my favorite conversations and I, you've answered all of the millions of questions I had if we've been on the phone that long that this room is starting to go dark <laughs> I mean on that note that's that's a hint if no one else <laughs> it's, time, it's time to go no this has been lovely honestly thank you so much for asking me it's been such a nice like escapism to also talk outwardly to someone too because I think as small business owners, we do forget to kind of pause and reflect. So, yeah, very and grateful. And I can vouch for the fact that we have been on a video chat as well. So even though you're listening to this and you can't see us, Stacey has put down her paintbrush for over I have, hour. for a split second. Although I have been fiddling with no. headphones the entire way because I can't sit still very well. So if you can hear headphones in the background, I apologise. <laughs> amazing well i'm gonna let you get back to your banners thank you thank you so much for your time i really really appreciate it right i'll talk to you soon bye bye